You're listening to the Gold Standard Podcast. I'm your host, three-time Olympian and motivational speaker, Leah Amico. On this show, we're going to dig deep to unlock what it actually takes to build a foundation for greatness. If you're an ambitious person with big vision, but you feel like fear is holding you back, get ready for some major breakthroughs. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome back to the Gold Standard Podcast. This is episode number 62. And if you had a chance to listen on Monday to Sue Enquist, Hall of Fame coach, a Bruin through and through, she was one of my biggest opponents um, as a coach when we played against UCLA all the time back in my college days when I was at Arizona. Uh, But so much respect for that program and just how they truly had that championship culture. That's something that we built. It started just before I got to the University of Arizona. And then we built that um, with my coaches and the staff that we had and the athletes that started to be involved in our program. And I just loved listening to some of the advice that she shares. She speaks to a lot of different groups and in a lot of different environments um, across the country, to businesses, to teams, to parents and athletes, um, and just has so much wisdom no matter who she's talking to. And if you didn't get a chance, make sure to go back and listen to that episode. But I wanted to point out in this episode just about the strong voice versus the weak voice that she talked about. She talked about everybody has a strong voice, that confidence that you can do it, that belief and mindset that's going to help you to succeed. And then that weak voice, the one that has doubt and fear and frustration and discouragement. And everybody is going to face both of those voices at different times. But it's those that tend to listen to that, what she calls a strong voice. I'm just think more of just that, that confident mindset, right? That confident voice, that belief that you have. I, I know that is such an absolute crucial piece. So I was really hard on myself. I think um, anybody that is successful usually has that inner drive and truly is self-motivated in many ways. There's still people who do a lot of great things that are externally motivated, but majority of people are pushing themselves because when nobody else is looking, what are you doing? And that that comes down to people who are self-driven, self-motivated. And I had this balance. I think back to, okay, yes, I had plenty of times where I was frustrated. I was you know, mad that I didn't do what I thought I was capable of doing. So those expectations within were that I could reach a certain level. And every time out I took on the field, I expected to be great, right? And and so um, I've carried that over into post-softball life that whenever I try something, I want to be good at it. So I get very frustrated when I'm not. But then it's like, okay, what do I need to do? Then what are those steps that I need to take in order to be the best at what I'm doing? And one of the things that I was sharing this past week, I had a chance to share with um, Clemson softball, also Towson softball. I went and watched a couple of their games, but I was in the area in South Carolina and Clemson is right now this week, they are ranked five in the country. They are a brand new program. They've only been around for, this is their fourth season, but really their third season because COVID, the COVID year was the first year that they were able to play in actual division one competitions and have the games be counted. And so uh, coach John Rittman is the coach there. He's one of my Olympic coaches. He was an assistant in the 2004 Olympics when I competed and we won the gold medal as well as he continued on with team USA when they won the silver in 2008. I had retired at that point, but he 
was uh, the named the coach a few years ago at Clemson to start a brand new program. And I knew he was the right person for the job to get a program that's starting out brand new to get the right people, to set the right culture, and to bring a winning mindset and mentality, that strong voice mentality, right? From the top, it is so crucial because how people lead, even leaders deal with that strong voice, weak voice. And when you hear how people talk to others, you can see that sometimes they not only hear the negative voice, the, the, the weak voice that Coach Inquist talked about, they actually pass that on in how they share and how they talk to people and how they try to motivate. A lot of people, a lot of leaders only know using negativity. But Coach Rittman, he was the opposite. He's, he is so calm. One of the, the best qualities that I personally, <laughs> I loved while competing for him was everything was calm. And the thing is, as athletes, and really as people, when we want to think clearly, we need to be able to be calm. When we get in our emotions and our emotions get very high, uh, sometimes even positively, sometimes negatively, we might not think as clearly as when we're calm and we're able to look at a situation and say, okay, wait a second, here's how we can approach this. And he has brought that program within a couple years. They they made it to regionals very quickly. Then last year they made it to super regionals. They're one step away from going to the Women's College World Series. And now that's their goal this year because they have not accomplished that just yet. But I watched how they prepared. I watched the confidence in his athletes. I watched how they approached things. I watched how he just sat off to the side and let them do it. And then, you know, a player would go over and talk to him and he would just sit and spend that time talking to them under control. And that strong voice was so important. And, and again, I take this back to for me and how I competed. And one of the things that I shared with the Clemson athletes this past week was that no matter what kind of a day I was having, my expectations of myself were very high. So I would get frustrated. But what was just above that, that kept me from tanking and going into a really bad spiral with a negative mindset of things weren't turning out well and I wasn't getting outcomes um, or kind of found myself in a slump. What drove me was this idea that even on my bad day, I am still better in my mind than my opponent. So you're still, even when I'm having a downturn, I still should be able to beat you. I still should be able to find a way to find success. Now, obviously I'm not competing against an opponent on the field as I've gotten older, but what that looks like is, okay, even when I'm struggling with something, where do I need to turn and what do I need to look to to say there is a way to find out a solution to this? What is in my control that I can say, okay, how can I turn this around? And the fact of not letting my emotions, I talk about the calmness, that I really believe that strong voice, weak voice, that is connected to also our emotions, our feelings, because how we think, how we talk to ourselves, the thoughts that go through our head is then connected to my emotions which then can either make me more calm or cause me to get more into chaos mode, more frustration, more anger, more anxiety, right? If I don't deal with it in the right way, if I don't turn those thoughts around. And then the consequence or the outcome then ends up being dictated by my thoughts and then my emotions and then the outcome, right? The people that have outbursts, they obviously do not, they aren't able to take those thoughts captive. Therefore, they are led by their emotions. And then they just respond without changing their thoughts, figuring out, wait, how do I respond to this in a, in a better way? And so 
just through what Coach Sue Enquist was sharing on Monday and that strong voice, weak voice, you can kind of, you can tell, you can see those athletes that win the battle mentally in a positive way or those that really tend to just spiral. I had an athlete approach me after I talked to one of them and she said, you know, in practice, I'm great. And then in the game, my mind, if I take a bad swing, it's like I, my mind just starts to spin. And I said, well, number one, that's good that you recognize it. That's the first step. Some people don't even recognize it. They just do it. And whatever happens, they aren't in control. Their emotions or their thoughts are in control. But I said, it's what you do next after you recognize it that matters the most. And so once you recognize your thought process, you then have to decide. Some people love living in chaos. Some people like feeling justified in anger. Some people, you know, don't choose to be depressed, but it's easier because that's something they're used to doing and it feels natural. And so this idea is, okay, well, how can I switch that? What do I need to do? Because I know people who have overcome that weak voice, overcome negative mindset, overcome things that have just held them back and all they've ever heard and were told and believed it and then switched by listening to people that were teaching them new ways to think or positive mindsets or ways to have what we call the green light versus the red light. The red light is, you know, we talked about this when I competed, it was green light, yellow light, red light, green light. You're, you're good. You're not really thinking a lot. You're in a positive mindset. That's the strong voice, right? The green light. Yellow is like, okay, uh oh, things are starting to not go well. Okay, I'm in this middle ground and it could go either way, right? When you hit a, a yellow light, usually that's telling you I'm heading towards red. <laughs> but if I stop it, I could switch it back to green, right? And so yellow light, right? If you're driving on the road, most people are gonna then get into that red, which is that area again of just negativity, frustration, anger. Um, you know, then you start to again meditating on all that is is not going well right? As opposed to, wait a second, what is in my control? This is a massive, massive thing that I live by, that I believe people that do well are able to sit in is controlling your thoughts and controlling your mindset and, and realizing what is in my control. Well, my attitude is 100% in my control. How hard I work, my effort is 100% in my control. Nobody else can control your attitude. Nobody else can control your effort. What you choose to focus on is going to affect your attitude and your effort. If you focus on everything that is bad, then you're going to spin. You're going to, you're going to go down that, that rabbit hole that takes you to a bad place. But if you start to say, no, what is the best possible solution? When did I have, it's one of the things Coach Inquist talked about is thinking back to you know, your inventory. What did you do well in the past? When you can think about those best moments and those times you've overcome something, it, it reminds you and helps you that I can do that again. I've done that before. There's something powerful about learning those lessons and moving forward. So I just encourage you, um, you're going to go through good times and hard times. You're going to have things in your family, in your personal life. In if you're an athlete in your athletic life, you're going to have things in relationships with friends and you're going to have situations in education or if you're in a career, you're going to have coworkers, you're going to have all kinds of circumstances. Sometimes it has to do with people. Other times it just has to do with circumstances. But the key all comes down to what type of voice are you listening to? Are you listening to your strong voice or your weak voice? Again, strong voice, positive, confident, hopeful. Or are you going to let 
fear, frustration, and anger take over. And that negativity, just absolutely. You cannot be positive and negative at the same time. So if your attitude is within your control only, every single time you get into a circumstance, you need to decide, am I choosing to be positive or am I choosing to be negative? The choice is yours. Nobody can do it for you. But to live out the gold standard, it is to choose the positive, strong voice that stays hopeful, that thinks of what can go well and not all about what has been going wrong. So just encourage you, live out that gold standard and we'll see you here next time. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Gold Standard Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. You can post on social media and tag at Leah20USA or use hashtag Gold Standard Podcast. Make sure you also subscribe so you get notified each week as a new episode releases. You can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We appreciate your reviews as they help encourage others to listen in. Until next time, live out the gold standard and keep turning your goals into reality.